in case you missed it on Newsbreak. Most of uh, the names in this country were named after uh, the colonizers and in some instances uh, after uh, those who took over from the colonizers, that is people of Dutch descent who were once called the Boers and then later on called the Afrikaners. So basically there was no negotiation. In some instances, those names were basically given to those places partly because the whites could not pronounce a local name that were there or because they decided that they wanted to retain their heroes and heroines and therefore just gave the names without any consultative process. So I think that the current state of affairs uh, post-1994 dictates that um, there should be a consultative process and then the majority of the people who reside in that area should have a final say as to what that place should be called. But can you tell us about the history behind the names that were chosen? In most cases, the names that are given for these places are associated with those who fought colonialism and apartheid. And then the idea is to try and resuscitate and, in fact, immortalize them. So in most instances, it's the names of people who are associated with the struggle. But in some instances, the people are using the original names of the places, which were then changed because the whites could not pronounce them. So going back to those original names then means that you are basically giving people uh, what uh, was uh, originally there. Now, you've mentioned that in the past, people have found it difficult to pronounce certain names. And as of recent, we've also seen so far that people are finding it quite a challenge to pronounce these new names. What's your take on that? That is absolutely true. But the difference is that uh, uh, with the current setup, with the current arrangement, uh, there is a consultative process. And people are afforded uh, an opportunity to uh, come up with a possible name uh, from which then uh, the majority uh, will then decide which name will be the most applicable. Say in the case of uh, Port Elizabeth, for example, as we have known it, Kabeha, uh, which is now being used, uh, was not the only name. There were other names like Ipai, Nelson Mandela City, and all of that. So basically, people were coming up with names which they felt uh, would best describe the place. But then, uh, of course, in a democratic dispensation, the majority will run the days uh, as it were. It's true that uh, not everyone will be able to pronounce this name as easily as uh, they used to do with PE, for example, or Port Elizabeth. But then with time, this will happen. We've seen this happening, for example, with a number of our uh, national roads. I think that uh, these name changes should not be seen uh, as a uh, the end uh, in itself, but it should be a means to an end. Because you can change the name of the place as long as uh, the political context of the area remains the same, then it means your job will be half done. This one is the first step and is a step to the right direction. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.